only believe that is a healer. Amen. Amen. As we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Beautiful song service. Amen. Without waste of time, let us turn our Bibles. scriptures that we will read, but while we are standing, we will read it too in the meantime. Let's go to Matthew 8, verse 18. Matthew 8, verse 18. Just only verse 18, we'll give it a background later. Amen. It says, And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self same hour. Amen. Amen. According to his faith. Amen. Let's turn to Romans 12, verse 3. Romans 12, verse 3. Romans 12, verse 3. If you have found it, you can say amen. It reads in this manner, he found... For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, this evening it's us again, I pray, appearing through before you the throne of mercy. This is one place that you will never be tired to appear before, because that is where we feel we belong, where we can cast our burdens unto you, where we can receive the healing for our bodies where we can receive the preservation for our souls. Yes. That is why I say we have come to the right place. Yes, indeed. In the building, there may be those that are sick. Yes. But at this hour, as Jesus mentioned, in the self-same hour, the servant was healed. Yes. And at this point in time, we declare everybody healed. Yes. Amen. We declare every demon to be cast out in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare every believer to be a victor. We declare every battle won. Lord, because we worship the almighty God. We have read a portion of a scripture here. We need you as the author to come down. 
and speak for yourself. I'm just standing here as a vessel that you, you will use. May you, oh God, shut down my intelligence. And Lord, may you speak to your people and may you impart life upon the people so that everyone that leaves this place can say, I was never the same. As Brother Brenham says, from that time. May we have many of from that time tonight from various people, dear God, as we commit this service to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats. Amen. We greet all of you once again in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, just a couple of minutes, I want to speak on... Let me just get my... I've written a text or a subject on various pages here. I kept on changing throughout the week. Amen. We just want to speak on according to the measure of faith. Are we together? Amen. According to the measure of faith, of your faith. According to the measure of your faith. Amen. That's what we want to speak about this evening. Amen. How many know that the battles that you fight, the Lord has already prayed for you to make it through? Hallelujah. Uh, You know, I was looking and I said, we really, really serve a gracious God. Uh, To such an extent that uh, I've seen few places where he can believe even on your behalf. Uh, Hallelujah. When your faith becomes weaker, he's able to take over and believe on your behalf. Hallelujah. Uh, that's how he personalizes your, your battle. Yes. You remember there was a time when a woman came on the podium and Brother Brenham looked at a, the woman and said, you are going to have a child. And then the woman believed and went to testify to her family members and they became skeptical. And she came back and said, look, maybe... I just got excited coming from the meeting. Maybe it's not going to happen. Then she came back on the podium, and Brother Brenham could discern that there was nothing wrong with her, and said, Sister, why are you here? Because I can see you are not sick. And the prophet, uh, the woman said, The reason I came back here, you told me that I'm going to have a child. But I went away and spoke to my family members, and they told me it wasn't going to happen then I doubt it. That is why I'm back here, because uh, I have not kept, I have not retained my faith. And Brother Brenham said, it does not matter whether you believe or not. If God said it, it shall be done. Amen. Amen. So my question would be, 
why her unbelief became immaterial is because now it was no longer about the woman. It was spoken in public, and people heard it that the servant of God said it. So it no longer it was no longer the responsibility of the woman. It became God's responsibility. So the woman had to have a child because God's reputation was at stake. Uh, are we together? And then uh, I can say as well about you, you are going to heaven. Hallelujah. Yes, there will be days where you don't feel like you are going to heaven. It has nothing to do how you feel. You are going to heaven. Because why? He spoke it and you believed it. And you confess it to your family members that I'm on my way to heaven. And God will make sure that you get there. Because if you don't get there, his reputation is at stake. Hallelujah. This message is not our message. It is his message. We did not choose ourselves. He chose us. And if he chose us, he will be responsible for the journey. He will be responsible until we reach our destination. Are we together? And let me tell you something, folks. God is not going to lose you. The devil will try to to snatch you from the economy of God. But let me say something to you. He is not going to win. You are God's property. He declared it and no one will claim any other way. Are we together? Now, I was looking and I said, look, we've got various battles that we go through. Or maybe before I get there. Firstly, whatever you get, it's according to your faith. The centurion came out because the servant was sick. And he said to Jesus, he said, look, I've got a servant that is very ill. But uh, there's no need for you to come to my house. Because I have realized how the laws operate. I've looked at the protocol. Me as a centurion, if I say something must go, it goes. Even, even without me being there, my weight is respected. And if me as a mortal, my weight is respected, your weight surely is more respected than my weight. So you don't even need to come to my house. You can speak the word and right here, my servant shall be healed. Hallelujah. And Jesus looked at this faith and said, what a faith. And he said, go thy way. As thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. His servant was healed the same hour. The weight went and reached the servant, and the servant was healed. But it was on the basis of the faith of the centurion. Are we together? And this evening, I want to say to you, it will be according to your expectations. Expectations, expectation is a breeding ground for miracles. You can never get what you never expected. Hallelujah. This evening, if you came with expectations, I can guarantee you, God will meet your expectations. Uh, Hallelujah. And and it depends. If the expectation is low, the results are going to be low. If the expectations are high, the results are going to be high. It all depends on you. And if I was you, I would expect much. I will, ask, I will ask big things because I serve a big God. Yes. We are not serving a little God. We are serving a big God. Yes. 
Hallelujah. I hope we are together here. Now, but I asked myself, then what happens when your faith has been tested and has become weaker? Hallelujah. And, 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 and sometime, I don't know who I was speaking to. We were having a fellowship. I think it was Brother Moyo. We were fellowshipping and we were reflecting on the testimony of Brother Babes. After, you remember his testimony after he was arrested, got into prison. He says, I embarked on a divine protest. I said, I will not speak about you, God. I will not preach. I'm on a divine protest. Are we together? And what I liked is the honesty behind the statement. Not many people can say I was on a protest. Hallelujah. But the man said, look, I looked, I said, I'm a pastor. I preached. I brought many souls to the Lord. But now I'm in prison. And I don't understand why I'm in prison. Lord, I'm not going to do anything till I understand why I'm here. I'm on a divine protest. It's because his faith was tested. And, 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 and the reason he, he said those statements is because he wanted to acknowledge that it was during the time when his faith was tested and his faith got weaker. Faith can become stronger and it can become weaker depending on the severity of the trial that you are facing. How many know what I'm talking about? There are times where it gets weaker and then you ask yourself, will I make it? Then I ask myself, what happens in those situations where you don't have faith but you want your situation to change? It does not mean you don't believe that there is no God. You believe that there is God. But you're going through a tunnel a challenge, a trial that is overwhelming you. What happens in those moments? Hallelujah. I don't know how many here, have you ever had a burden where you felt somebody can take it over on your behalf? Have you ever wanted to pray but you felt your prayer becomes weaker, doesn't reach anywhere? You feel somebody can pray on your behalf. Has the battle ever become so intense that you felt somebody can fight on your behalf? Hallelujah. Stay with me here. It does happen to all of us. Because that is the reason we are a body of Christ. To pray for one another. The Lord says, when he says pray for one another, he knew that there will be moments where you won't pray for yourself. But somebody has got to lift you up through prayer. I hope we are together here. Now, I said, then, then what happens in those moments like that? Then this scripture came to me. Luke 22, verse 31. Luke 22, verse 31. I think you don't need to go to the Bible. You can read there. Don't worry. Amen. But don't leave them at home next week. Hallelujah. They are still relevant. Amen. 
Just bring Luke. Uh, there we go. He said, the Lord, the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But Simon did not know the enemy's plan upon his life. He did not know that he was, being, he was, he was supposed to be sifted. Go to verse 32. But it says, but, those that know English, the moment you say but, it cancels the first statement. Hallelujah. If you say to somebody, good, you are good, but, we no longer hear good. Because but cancels what came before it. So, the devil wanted to have you, but, that means he can't have you. Not because you are clever. Not because you've got strong faith. But because I have prayed for thee. That thy faith fail not. Oh, the Lord knew that Peter's faith will fail. But there was prayer behind Peter's faith. That that faith must never fail. And he said, when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. So the reason... Peter was able to make it all the way to the upper room. It was not because he had better revelation. It was not because he read better. It was not because he was closer to the Lord. But it is because there was a prayer, which was not Peter's prayer, which was the Lord's prayer behind Peter's life. And when I looked at it, I said, oh God, have you prayed a prayer about me? Because if the Lord prays a prayer about you, you know that prayer shall be answered. Because the same one that prays is the same one that answers. The same one that prayed for Peter is the same one that answered the very same prayer that he prayed about Peter. And I I want to say, no matter what the devil wanted to do, he was not going to defeat Peter. Because why? There was a prayer behind Peter. Are you still with me? Amen. Now, maybe remove that one. Let's get to Mark 9, verse 15. We'll read from verse 15. It's still coming up on the screen as well. Amen. It says, and straight straight away all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him, and he asked the scribe to what question ye with them. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh, he teareth him, and he fumeth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. Brother Brenham says, an epileptic demon is a very stubborn demon. Hallelujah. Then he says, he answereth him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit did tear him, he fell on the ground and wallowed for me. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, 
of a child. That means since he, he was a child. And oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. They had come to the Lord as their last resort. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And I think that is the statement that I want to say tonight. If you can believe, all things are possible to them that believe. It's not me that said it. He, he is the one that spoke it. And if you believe in those weights, those weights have got life and will bring the results. Are we together? And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. I hope it can be a prayer of everyone this evening. Oh Lord, help my unbelief. Oh God, strengthen my faith. So that I can believe, so that it can be results. So this means they came there having an expectation, but not having the faith to produce the expectation. And they realized that without the faith, then we are going to be left short. We are going to be left wanting. Then he said to, the father said to, the, to him, help my unbelief. And I think that's what we need to say this evening. And in one message, um, uh, scripture, even though if you don't call it Luke 17, verse 5, the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. He is the source of our faith. He can increase our faith. Hallelujah. Now, I said today, have, has he prayed for us? John 17, verse 9, just bring it up there. He says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are mine. Hallelujah. You never said you are his. He is the one that came and said you are mine. Oh, if you, if you claim something, you are going to protect it. If you claim something, you are going to make sure that it is preserved. So, you have never claimed him. He claimed you and said, you are mine. Hallelujah. Verse 10, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine. And I'm glorified in them. Now I'm no more in the world that these are in the world and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me that they may be one as we are. Hallelujah. This unity, he prayed for this unity. Verse 12, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those thou gavest me, I have kept. And none of them is lost, but the son of perdition. That the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee. These things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy weight, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou, you should take them out of the world, but thou should keep them from the evil. Hallelujah. Even before you pray to be kept away from evil, 
there is a prayer that has been standing throughout the ages for you to be kept away from evil. And that prayer shall never fail. And I want you to say, when all else fails and you feel defeated, you must remember somebody prayed for you. And that prayer, that man is the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, they are not of the world, even as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. For thy sakes I sanctify myself, that they, they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for this alone. It was the disciples before him. He says, I'm not only praying for this alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their weight. Hallelujah. So that prayer moved from the disciples and it came all the way to Whitbank upon your life. Oh, uh, uh, you have got a message for the devil. I don't care what you'll go through. But there is a prayer behind your life. And that is the prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, I shall never lose any of them. And I want to say to you, you shall never be lost. When all is said and done, you are going in. Because he prayed for you. And why... And this one was relevant because he knew your end before the beginning. He knew that there will be valleys that you'll go through. But yet, he prayed for you. And, and there are times where the battle is going to rage and you feel like you can give up. But for some reason, you even get amazed that I don't give up. It is not your strength. It is because somewhere, somebody prayed a prayer upon your life. And that's why you are standing this evening. You are his property. Does it help you with your faith? Hallelujah. The battles that you are going to fight even next year, I want to say to you, they have already been won today. How do I know? Somebody prayed about them ages ago. And the very one that prayed about them, he is the creator. Are you still with me? He says, neither pray I for this alone. Hallelujah. But for them also, we shall believe on me through their weight. That they also may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Do you see if, if that does not happen, his coming is being nullified. Comes absolutely to zero. But he says, And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the, the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them and thou hast loved me. Hallelujah. I want to move from there. Amen. Just to get somewhere where the prophet is speaking. Now, what about 
this age. Your faith can never be to the same degree as William Maron Branham's faith. Hallelujah. Yes, he, he was a dispensational prophet. Hallelujah. He operated on thou says the Lord basis. But, but what God has done in his life, if we go and dig into his life, then we develop faith that can work in our environment. Are we together? Why am I saying that? You, we can pray for one another. Even your faith, yes, it may come, but everyone is given according to measure. Are we together? Do we believe that Jesus Christ was the fullness of God, of Godhead in bodily form? It was God here. Whatever he spoke, it materialized. Jesus Christ never had doubt from birth until all the way. Hallelujah. Stay with me. Somebody can say, oh, but he, we remember in Getsman, he cried and said, let the cup pass me by. It was the body. It was not the one that was in the body. The body could doubt. The body could be weary. But the one that was in the body never doubted even one moment. But you can doubt. You can have ups and downs depending what trials you are going through in your life. Now, when you look at William Brenham, for him to have delivered the results that he delivered in the end time, it had to take a special makeup. It had to take a special faith for him to produce that. Now, I want to say to you, if I can come and write in your book and say, you have eternal life, and I sign it, are you going to be excited? But that excitement may never last longer. One day I might do something and say, goodness, is he the one that wrote in my Bible? And you can even tear off that page. But what if William Brenham came to you and wrote in your name, brother, you are going into the rapture and signed on your Bible. I can tell you, every convention, you will be calling brothers. Brother, you had much better see what he said about me. He signed here. You know why you do that? It's because you know you, you, it is according to the measure of his faith. You know he would never, yes, he did it with one brother. He went and took his Bible and said, you have eternal life and signed in the brother's Bible. Goodness, if, if, if I was that brother, every convention, even if you were that brother, whatever you go through, you, say, uh, you must remember what the prophet said about me. There's something special about what the prophet said about you. Isn't it Caleb that said to Joshua, you remember what Moses said about me 40 years ago. When a prophet speaks something about you, it is special, it has a special place in your heart. Are you with me? If it's Brother Madiba, Brother Madiba can have hit and misses, but the prophet will never have hit and misses. If he wrote it there, he would have never written it unless he has seen you already arriving there. Are we together? So that means if the prophet speaks it, it's already done. And that's why you can have confidence in what he has written. 
Are you still me with me, folks? I, I'm, just, I'm just respecting protocol here. That there are certain things, if they are said by me as a pastor, they may not excite you as much as when you see that it is the prophet that spoke those things. That's why the reason we come here and say, Brother Brenham said, Brother Brenham said, Brother Brenham said, is because we know you've got confidence in the messenger. And you only believe what I say as long as it is in line with the messenger. Are we together? The danger part today that I've got a problem with, people are beginning to believe people even though their statements are not in line with the messenger. Folks, let me tell you something. Whatever I believe, it has to be in line with what the messenger has said. Are are we together? Yes, we've got more confidence in him. And the more the pastor takes from the prophet and gives it to you. And even him. We we do not just believe Brother Bram to be a prophet because for some reason we liked him. No. We saw him taken from the Lord. Hallelujah. The more he took from the Lord, the more we realized he's the man of the God. And anyone, had he not taken from the Lord, we would have never believed him. Are we together? So our confidence in the Lord brought the confidence that we had in the prophet when he was in line with the Lord. Our confidence in the pastor is brought about when we see him being in line with the messenger. Are we together? The confidence that the people will have in you is when they see that you claim that the, the God sent the prophet, but living according to the principles of the message that he sent. Are we together? Amen. Do you get it here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. That's why. Cannot, we cannot come up with a new thing. No, sir. You will reject it. Okay, some will swallow it, but some will reject it. Some will say, look, I don't see it in the message. What are we talking about? And they will reject it. Because why? They know, they know that as long as he has not spoken it, we will not believe it. And the reason I asked the brother to do something for me to speak at a certain place, and he's a speaker, he's a preacher, he said, hey, Mfunis, I've got a problem to speak there. It was not a service. I said, why do you have a problem? It was more of a professional setup. He says, no, the reason I've got a problem to speak there, but I say, you are a preacher. He said, you don't understand, Mfunis. At church, it's easy to preach, because it's not my message. It's Brother Brenham's message that came from God. There, you want me to say my message. So I've got nothing to hide behind. Are are we together? Stay with me. So, even when I come here, the reason we say Brother Branham said this, Brother Branham said, we are emphasizing it's not our message. It is a message sent from the Lord. Then it makes you to have confidence. Are we together? Amen. Amen. Now, let's get something here. Brother Branham says, When he preached, he often said, there's a sense resentment coming from the tape land. How many have ever read that? You know, we know, you know the tape land, no? 
It's us. We are in the tape line. So that means even when the tapes were still being recorded before they could be distributed, he felt rejection of this message in the tape land from unbelievers. But in the same breath, there are people that will receive the message in the tape land. So you and I are in the tape land. Are we together? You'll be with me and you'll understand where I'm going with this. He says here in the message adoption, paragraph 208. He said they try to keep it back because we are holy rollers. They call us. You see, just the same. God's moving, placing his church. He's doing the exceedingly abundantly above all that we could even do or think. He's just as much God tonight as he has ever was. So, little friends, let me tell you something right now, my darling, precious people. You here in this land, in the other tape lands, which will be overseas wherever you are, which is you. Don't be afraid. This he said it even before he could be taken off the scene. But he was addressing you even before you came because you are in the tape line. He says, don't be afraid. Everything is all right. He says, God, before the foundation of the world, knew everything that would happen. Everything works right. Keep on loving him. Keep your heart right. This he says it to you in the tape land. Are we still together? In this message, he says, message adoption, paragraph 235, he says, realizing, Father, this is when he's praying, realizing, Father, that out into the world these tapes will go. Many microphones are stretched across this pulpit, which means that tapes are being made, turning back there. The voice will be going into different lands across the world, across the globe. 20 and 30 different nations will hear it. I pray for every person that hears this tape, that hasn't got that hope of eternal life, that hasn't got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. May it come to their hearts sweetly, grant it, Lord. May I, if I never see them in this life, when I cross over into that land, may they run and grab me and say, precious brother, how many believe uh, this was talking about them? Yes. This is before we were here, folks. Brother Brenham says, here are the microphones on the pulpit. Wherever these tapes go, oh God, may if they don't have the eternal life, may you grant it, Father. If they don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, may they grant it. This message can give you the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Why am I saying that? The prophet prayed for that. I love this one. May if I, if I never see them in this life, when I cross over into that land, may they run and grab me. And I grab them. Then we holler, precious brother, to one another. Hallelujah. He would have never said it until he saw them coming to grab them. If the prophet says it, it's already done. And he says, and say, brother, I heard your tape on Ephesus. How that God predestinated us to eternal life. It was on that tape that I received the voice of God. 
and was sealed away by the Holy Ghost into the kingdom of God. Grant it, Father. Heal all their sick and afflicted. You want Brother Branham to pray for you? He has already prayed for you. You must just by faith accept it and say, you were speaking about me, I receive it. This is before HIV AIDS came. He says, heal all their sick and afflicted. Get glory unto thyself, for we commit all this unto thee in the efforts in the name of Jesus Christ. Now I've got a message for the table. You may bring all different battles, but God's prophet prayed for me that when I come on the other side, I can go and grab him and say, my precious brother. So I can say to the devil, it's already done. The prophet saw it. I accepted it. I believe it. And I'm on my way to heaven. Whether you like it or not. Are we in, are we in, in the tape lands? Hallelujah. He comes on another one. Beth Payne's paragraph 32. He says, Father, it is the greatest privilege that a mortal ever had was to close his eyes and open his heart and speak to you. We know that you hear, and if you could just believe that you hear, you hear. For Jesus said, if you ask the Father anything in my name, it shall be granted. That was the condition. If we wouldn't doubt it, so Father, help us to believe this afternoon that our petitions will be granted. May there be not one shadow of doubt anyway. May it not come to pass. The things that we are asking, may they come to pass. And that is God for your great name to be honored today by bringing into your kingdom every lost soul, every straying soul that may be under the sound of our voice or this tape will ever reach out into the heathen lands where around the world they go. And my question is, has that tape found you? Has that voice reached you? Have you accepted that voice? Then if you have accepted that voice, then he has prayed for you. And what was going to happen? Every battle that you will come across, he has already prayed for you that you will overcome it. Did I not say it one time that your prayer is too powerful? It can survive the grave. All the prayers of Brother Brenham have survived the grave. Wherever they are, the reason people are coming in different nations, especially in Africa, is because he said, these tapes will go into the jungles of Africa. This city was started in 1959. When the prophet spoke that way, it was a jungle here. And here I am. I can tell the devil, I am the fulfillment of that quotation. I came not because I knew better. I came because somebody believed on my behalf even before I was born and said, at the right time, they will come. And here we are. And as the battle gets more raging, just remember, there is something behind your life. I spoke about Rebecca, the generational blessing, how they came in different battles 
But those words that the relatives uttered over the life of Rebecca and say, Be thou the mother of thousands of millions. Let thy seed possess the gates of its enemies. That statement, it was a prophecy. That statement, it was a prayer. Wherever they went, that statement stood. And I'm simply saying to you, there is a statement behind your life. And the devil will never change that statement. The devil can change how I feel tomorrow. But he can never change about what God said about me. The devil can bring whatever he brings at me. But he will never change the prayer of my savior about my life. What am I saying here? It is compulsory for you to go to heaven. If you don't have faith, he has faith on your behalf. And this evening, all you can say, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief to accept what you have already spoken. Are we together, folks? A lot of times, people came on the podium. They never had faith. At times, Brother Branham said, on their behalf. I'm asking for a healing upon their bodies. And I'm saying, he himself has requested certain things to happen on your behalf. So you can say to the devil, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Are you with me, believers? Amen. That's why he said to Simon, Behold, Satan has desired to have you. The devil would want to take a lot of you away from the gospel truth. He will try tricks. But I'm not worried. I'm not worried what you may meet tomorrow. What I know, if he said it about your life, God's purpose in your life shall never be defeated. Wherever, whatever you may go through, you will make it on the other side. And let me tell you something. Even if you leave the message, God will follow you. A brother left the message, backslidden, went with a group of friends, was somewhere in a flat somewhere, and when he was there, and then he was trying his necktie, and when he was trying the tie, just an unbeliever that he didn't even know, looked at him and said, that tie suits you like William Brenham. And as far as he knew, they never knew who William Brenham was. Then he asked and said, who's William Brenham? They say, never mind. It was not the unbeliever speaking. It was God that inspired the unbeliever and said, remind this man who he is. Because there is a prayer behind his life. God is not going to lose you, folks. Do you know that the devil wanted to kill you physically many a times before you could accept the truth? But he failed. Not because you were cautious. No, sir. Brother Chetia was giving a testimony here how he was driving and he looked down and all of a sudden he just heard a sound of, 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 of a rear mirror coming off at 120. Had it been a collision, he would have died. But even when you were a sinner, God took charge of situation to make sure that you do not die being a sinner. 
even if God was responsible for me as an unbeliever, I will believe him even when I'm a believer. A woman died. A woman, old woman, had seven strokes and three heart attacks, but could not die. But as soon as they took that old woman and baptized her in a bath, and after she was baptized, few hours later, she died. You can never survive three heart attacks. You can never survive seven strokes. No matter what the devil did, God was saying, the life will never leave this body until this woman makes the right decision. Hallelujah. And, and who was believing for the woman? Who was believing for the woman? God took charge. He, he loves us so much that he fights our battles. And even right now, I can tell you, there are people that have left the mess. They can be sick, but they will never die. Because if they are the seed, God will never allow them to go until it is done right. So do not doubt this evening. If God has his name tag upon you, the devil shall never remove the name tag. Doesn't it make you feel good? It must not make you feel irresponsible to say, I can live any kind of life. Oh no, I'm not going to die. No, it makes you to love him more. It makes you to appreciate him more. And so God, I thank you that you have made this decision that I must be yours. Maybe it may sound irresponsible, but I'll take it further. Yes, sir. Brother Ramsey dies after he had bought a, a, a beer. Left the ministry, started drinking. Hallelujah. Mm. And after he started drinking, he died. Mm. The prophet comes and says, Brother Ramsey is in heaven. Mm. Goodness, isn't the one that drunk? Isn't the one that backslide? Mm. To God, it does not matter. Mm. But check, when you are his seat, mm. he could not allow him to keep on drinking. Mm. He had at some point in time to stop Amen. and say, if he does not come in, I'm taking him home. But did he not drink the beer? He drank the beer. I just wonder when we meet Brother Ramsey, goodness, even himself, he thought, no, I'm done. But if God said you are mine, nothing can change it. If God says this is mine, nothing can change it. If he's not happy with your life, he will take you home. Are you not happy that he's not going to lose you? He's not going to lose you. He's not going to lose you. He is not going to lose you. Because you are a part of him. And as I indicated, when the roll call is being made, folks, I may not be a big fella. I may be a small toe in the church. But guess what? That body, when it makes it, it will be a complete body. If you are a nail, you are going. 
don't, don't concentrate if the head says you are nothing there. No, 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 no. The head without the nail makes the body incomplete. So if you are the nail, you are going in. And if you can believe that, then all the struggles that you go to, then they will seem as nothing because you know that, David, I don't know, even if I lose this battle, but there's one thing that I will never lose. It is the war. I am going in. When the saints go marching in, my name shall be there. Why? Because he prayed and said, oh God, I'm not praying that you should take them out of the world, but I'm praying that you should protect them, that we should never lose any one of them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And this evening you can say, Lord, help my unbelief. There are battles that he believed on your behalf. And you won those battles and you never understood why. Mm. It's because he looked at your faith, mm. measure of your faith. Mm. If it did not measure up, he complimented it mm. to give you the strength. Isn't he a loving God? Oh, God bless you, Rachel. can say I love him I love him because he first loved me where would we be had it not been of the love of God the devil some of us he wanted to kill us prematurely but he couldn't succeed because your death seed had to meet the light before you could leave this body He is the giver of life. He is the source of life. How many love him this evening? Yes, we love him.
that would want to be prayed for or remembered in prayer, we are available to do that for you.
Lord, truly, Lord, just so honored, Father. We're so thankful, Lord, in our hearts, Father God, that you may be so merciful to us, Father, this day, God. And Lord, at one time, Father, uh, light couldn't fellowship with darkness, Father. But Lord, you've made a way for us, oh God, that even through able ministers in this hour, dear Lord, that we could go back to that fellowship, dear Lord, and that could be restored, Father, what was lost in the Garden of Eden, Father. And Lord, we could hear, Lord, a lip to hear a fair, dear God, that you could speak to your children, Father, this night, O God, and give us the faith, O God, to overcome the world, Father. You prayed for us, dear Lord, that we not be taken out, Father, but Lord, like how you have overcame and set on your Father's throne, Father God, we have been given the faith this night, Father. Lord, we really thankful, Father. We really do love you, dear Lord Jesus. We really do, Father God, is so grateful in our hearts, Father, that you could come our way and give us, Lord, the opportunity, Father, that we could come into the house of God and express ourselves and our burdens being lifted, dear God, and given the grace and the mercy to go on, Lord, just a few more days, Father. Any day now, dear Lord Jesus, you're speaking so close, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, we bless your name, dear God. Father, this night, dear Lord, we just want to come in our lives once again to you, Father. We dedicate our lives to you, Father God. The hour is late, Father God. Dear Lord, we just pray that each and every soldier, Father, each and every son, each and every daughter, Father, this night, oh God, it's come, dear Lord Jesus. Some have been prayed for, Father God, and the needs, Father, as long as we're in this flesh, Father, we need it, dear Lord. You have brought us thus far, dear God. I know you'll take us on, dear Lord Jesus. Give us the strength, Father. Bless your servant, dear Lord Jesus. As we, as we continue, dear Lord, in, in faith, in fellowship, Lord, keep us, dear Lord, until we meet again, Father. Save traveling mercies, dear God. And our prayers be answered, dear God. The grace of God carry us through, Father. We pray now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.